Hey everybody, Jim Young with Evolved Athletics. This is episode two. Uh, So last week I actually published a blog that it's kind of was kind of have has been kind of in the mix uh, for a little while now. And just being in the industry for as long as I have been, it's interesting to see the lack of empathy that coaches and trainers have towards their clients. It's just, it's absolutely fascinating to me. Uh, as the article pointed out, over a period of time, I started joining a lot of uh, marketing and branding fitness groups on Facebook and you know on different platforms. There's all kinds of different opinions and you know, suggestions on how to grow business and how to brand yourself and, you know, all this stuff, all these varying ideas and and thoughts. But the one thing that seemed to ring true in every group that I've been a part of is this idea that if a client is, if, if they're not committed or perceived to be committed, then don't take them on as a client because it makes you as a coach look bad. My first thought is, you know what makes you look like a bad coach? The fact that you're not willing to do your job. And your job is to coach people through thick and thin, right? If they didn't need coaching, they wouldn't need you. They wouldn't need you. The whole... Going through some of the class, some of the coaching classes that I've gone through, you know, in my undergrad and graduate school, it's it's interesting that we talk about change and behavior change and behavior modification and these things, but if people don't need help with that, ultimately, most of the time they're able to figure out how to exercise on their own right? These nuanced things that they need help with is typically behavior related. So if somebody's seeking out a coach or a trainer, nine chances out of 10, it's because they need help in organization and how to become more efficient at organizing their day-to-day training and eating habits, right? Most people are able to figure out what what they should be eating, what they shouldn't be eating, how much they should be eating, you know, how to exercise and, and things like that. But the underlying, not even the underlying, the, the theme with all this is, well, we, we don't want to pick them up because they're, they're pre-contemplative. They're in that pre-contemplation stage where they're ambivalent. And that's horseshit. I mean, it, that doesn't make sense. In my mind, that doesn't make sense. And I could be wrong and I could be out in left field here, but people wouldn't seek a coach or a trainer out, in my eyes anyways. They wouldn't seek a coach or trainer out if they weren't ready to change. A lot of people just don't know how. They don't know how. They don't know where to start. They're overwhelmed and they need some direction. Uh, Three years ago, I started working for a community mental health agency and one of the first things that I learned is motivational interviewing. And this is a technique that takes the individual out 
from being the perceived professional or the perceived expert. So an example of this would be uh, me coaching somebody else. Now, my master's is in exercise physiology. I would normally be seen as the expert. Uh, Typically, the way we're taught to talk to people is this is what you need to do. This is what you must do. You're not going to reach goals until you do this. However, motivational interviewing techniques kind of flip that. So the client becomes the expert and all you do as the quote unquote expert, right? You're not the expert anymore, but your job is to help facilitate change talk, right? This is where coaching really begins. Coaching begins with talk and you help somebody through what they're, what they want to do anyways, their goal, you help them to their goal by talking to them first. You help them realize that they pretty much know the answer. And if they don't, then they know where to get that answer from. So this idea that I'm a coach and I don't want to take on somebody that that's not motivated, ah, it, it, it just, it bothers me. It really bothers me. And it bothered me more coming from professionals. You know, most of these, most of the individuals that talk like that, they're people that are, that might be professionals in other fields, but they just got certified as a personal trainer and now they're an expert. And, you know, that's usually not the case. That's not how that works. But in any case, they're usually part-timers. They don't stay in the field for too long. And they're looking to make a quick buck, you know. Most of prof- most of the professionals that I've worked with or uh, have contact with or established relationships with typically don't talk like that. Typically, don't say, "Well, I'm not going to work with somebody if they're if I don't think they're motivated or if they're ambivalent," you know. So I I don't know. Maybe I'm again. Maybe I'm out in left field here, but it's just. It was a thought that I had. I wrote a blog post and I thought, you know what? I'm going to share it with, you know, the people that listen to the podcast and maybe I'll get some feedback. Um, And if you do have feedback, um, you can always email me, evolvedathletics at gmail.com. You can check me out at uh, evolvedathletics.com. Again, the uh, website's going to be in the the blog picture or the uh, podcast picture, so you can always check that out. And uh, I'll have a link to the website in the or a link to the blog post in the description of this podcast. So, you know, I'm curious to hear what your guys' thoughts are. Uh, again, maybe I'm out in left field here. Uh, maybe I'm looking at it really generally speaking, but um, yeah, just curious to hear what you guys have to say. I uh, appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll we'll talk again soon. Thanks, everybody.